Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Today's show is brought to you by National Roper Supply. NRS is proud to be the number one Western store in the USA and have been providing quality Western wear and horse tax since 1989. NRS is a one-stop shop for all things Western. And now, Modern Cowboy brand apparel is available at NRS, as well as the Cowboy Whey Protein from our Modern Cowboy Performance Nutrition line. Click the link in our Instagram bio to shop the Modern Cowboy collection at NRS World. And be sure and use code MODERNCOWBOY at checkout for 10% off your entire purchase. Now, that's not only on Modern Cowboy brand products, but on everything NRS carries, with only a few exceptions. So shop Modern Cowboy brand at NRS. Use code MODERNCOWBOY for a 10% discount on your entire purchase at checkout. And remember... Whether you're the most punchy West Texas cowboy or you work on Wall Street and wear cowboy boots, Modern Cowboy is the brand for the cowboy in all of us. Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Hey everybody, this is Dan Hillenbrand and welcome to Modern Cowboy, the podcast for the cowboy lifestyles and businesses around the world. I'm glad you're here, so sit back in your saddle and prepare to be inspired, motivated, educated, and entertained as I interview a new guest each week that embodies the modern cowboy. Cowboy Podcast. I'm I'm really excited to have my guests on today. Uh, I'll give you a little backstory. Uh, I met Hunter probably two years ago, actually in uh, Queen Creek at uh, oh gosh, I can't oh I can't remember what it's called, but anyway, it's the big uh, Queen Creek rodeo they have there. It'll come to me in a minute. Hunter will probably remind me, but uh, and he was roping calves there, and we had we actually had a booth there, and uh, so that's the first time I met him. And he came up and we talked a bit and, and, uh, super cool guy, you know, got all the, uh, all the qualities of the superstar, tall, good looking calf roper. And as everybody knows that listen to my podcast, calf roping is like my most favorite sport, uh, in, in rodeo. I, I always say that, you know, calf ropers look like, uh, these, uh, 
you know, knights in shining armor coming in with all the, you just tacked up everywhere, you know, ropes and pig and strings and stuff. And it just, I always just thought it was so cool. Always wanted rope calves, never got to, but uh, anyway, that being said, um, I've got Hunter on the podcast today and, and he's going to tell us about an experience he had here recently at the American and anybody that's in rodeo uh, knows uh, what happened, but um, it's just, uh, I think is, 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 is an amazing story in and of itself. Uh, even though in some, in some aspects, it's kind of tragic to a certain degree, but the way Hunter handled it, it was just, uh, just, uh, amazing. And, and so anyway, I wanted to have him on, have him be able to talk about the experience because I think everybody, uh, has at one time or another in their life thought, you know, what would I do if I, you know, had a million dollars and, uh, Hunter had it slip right through his fingers. So anyway, without any further ado and all that, Hunter, welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Yes, sir. Well, thanks. Thanks for having me, Dan. And yeah, I don't, I quite frankly don't remember the name of the Queen Creek Rodeo. I think it's Queen Creek Rodeo Days, maybe. Um, yes. But, yeah, I think so. Yeah. So. so the place well, to talk about. when you were there, when you were, well, I'm sorry, when you were there, though, I, I remember this. Uh, and we can let it out if you don't want to say it, but I, it was just really, it was, it was really kind of cool the way, the way you responded at the Queen Creek deal. Cause I remember you came to the booth before you were up and then you, you were up, you roped, you came back by later on. And I'm like, how'd you do? And he goes, well, you go, well, I fell on my back. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I was modeling for boot barn actually too. They paid me to wear some of their, I think I just wore a shirt for them. And they took some pictures of me warming up and then they took pictures of me roping. And I remember when I wiped out like that, I think, I think they gave me, you know, it wasn't a ton of money. It was just kind of a quick thing, easy, you know, fun to do. And, uh, <laughs> remember when I wiped out and I roped the captain to be plenty fast to win money. And, uh, I was, right. I was riding a new saddle. I wasn't used to, and for whatever reason, man, my foot got hung up and I went straight to the ground on my back and I was just, instantly thinking when i land on the ground I'm like of course like <laughs> great <laughs> middle of a curve getting pictures taken that they can't use like so yeah that's a that's a funny memory really well but the thing was that i think i, I remember just kind of your response to it because me i'm like a super hyper excitable person i'd have been all over the place but you were very calm and very relaxed much like uh, what happened, you know, at, at the American, but, uh, I, I definitely remember that night. And since that time, you know, I've had the opportunity to meet your, your parents. You, you've got an amazing mom and dad. Um, I've, I've been able to talk to them on several occasions uh, up here in Wickenburg at the NRS store and stuff. So, uh, anyway, and you and I, we've talked, uh, you know, off and on, uh, over the past couple of years. And I believe that, you came in when you were home too, up at the, at, at the NRS store as well. But let, let's just, let's talk about what, you know, everybody else has been talking about and just, you know, again, get, an, get another perspective on it. And also for people that are listening to the podcast right now, uh, Hunter's actually, uh, we're recording this. He's horseback in the arena uh, somewhere in Alabama right now. So he's riding around while we're recording it. So yep. uh, I thought I'd just throw that out there. Yes. Yep. There, there he is. And there's his pony. So, so let's, let's talk about uh, the American and leading up to it. Yeah. So it's a, you know, for folks that don't know, it's a process to get to AT&T to begin with. I had to rope and uh, earn a spot, a qualification 
to the semifinals. And then once you get to the semifinals, you have to rope through that process out of uh, 230 ropers. And there's different cuts. They go to 26, and then they go to 10, and then they ultimately take six guys to AT&T. Um, and then they bring the top 10 in the world in and kind of starts over, and you go from 16 to 8 to 4, and that's that's where you rope for the big money is in that round of four. Um, you know, and throughout that process, Everybody, you know, knows the last run I made, which was a great run, you know, 7-2, as fast as I've ever been. Um, great, great place and time to do it. Um, but, you know, all those other runs leading up to it, my, my plans were the same, simple. You know, see the start, rope and neck, plank and tie. It's just you, you have a process and a blueprint, and you stick to that no matter the level of pressure, quote-unquote, you know, that's on those runs and – um, that was a pleasure. I mean, I love roping calves, love everything about it. And they did a, you know, Dirk and all those guys did a great job putting on the event. Um, they really worked hard. And, um, at the end of the day, you know, it's an amazing memory to have competed at that level and, and done well too. So, so once, once you're at the American, how, how many, how many runs do you make? Once I got to AT&T, I made a run in the round of 16. So that's Saturday. That's one run. And then I was in the top eight. So I advanced to Sunday. I made another run. And then top four uh, was my third run. So I made three runs in the stadium. And so then on, on your last run, talk us through that. I was second out. Um, there was four of us that came back. Cody Craig was a qualifier as well for the million. Myself, I was second out, and then uh, Tough, no, Shane Hanshey was um, third out, and then Tough came back last out, I believe. And, um, you know, I, I didn't even realize. I mean, I knew I had a shot, obviously, at the million. I didn't know who had won the other events, what portion of it there was, and none of that matters in right. the moment right. about making your run. And I know that, you know, they hyped it up and had the stadium going and the music and it's awesome. You know, that's what, as competitors, that's what we like work so hard all the time. It's for that one moment to make a run in that kind of setting where everybody's watching you, all the sounds cranked up, everybody's just, they're just amped and, and ready for something cool to happen. And, um, you know, I probably used to get nervous, but I really wasn't in that moment. I felt really, really prepared to make that run. And I had my, my mind was locked in and, and that's been a process. That's uh, not easy and not something I'm understating at all. The, the mental side of it is huge. Right. And, um, but I'm just, I'm really, really thankful that it all came together in that moment. And I was able to go make a great run and, um, you know, everything else that happened after that was just as much instinct and uh, gut reaction as it is when you compete. I mean, you know how to act. We're, we're, we, we train ourselves as athletes, but you also obviously train yourself day in and day out, how you think, act, speak, all the habits you have. And I think, you know, everybody's commenting and, you know, on the, on my reaction to the situation, but, that that was just as much a, a trained reaction as anything else. You know, been through a lot of adversity, 
lot of people have. And it's like, how do you, you know, think about two things? Where's your foundation in, in your life? And what do you, what do you rest everything on? And how do you handle tests in your life? You know, and do you blow up or not? And if you do, then you got to just be aware of it and, and try and better yourself moving forward. So, um, you know, I had a friend tell me the other day, like you never lost a million, you never won it, right. you know? And that's the, that's a great point. I had, I had everything to gain from that run, nothing to lose. And I didn't, I didn't lose anything. You know, I had a, almost a, a, a tragic event, you know, and luckily my horse is sound and I'm sound and, and the calf's fine and everybody's fine. Um, but there was, there's a lot bigger things that happened in that moment. I think that impacted a lot more people in a very special way. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I, I agree. And, um, you know, that's, uh, one of the, one of the things when, you know, when I, when I found out about it, you know, and I just, I wanted to get you on the podcast and, and, you know, and, and just get more of your perspective on it. Um, I, I even thought it's, it'd be kind of interesting if you, if you ended up back there again next year and, uh, ended up in the same position and ended up winning it. You know, I mean, you just never know what can happen, but I'll be back. Yeah. One way or another. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, now how long have you had the horse that, that, that you're riding and the horse that Four you're years. riding in? Four years. Yep. I got him as a five-year-old and he's nine now. So I basically got him as a green horse that had been hauled to a few jackpots and rodeos and was ready to go on and continue the seasoning process and, I was kind of at that point in my rope and I was just trying to get started and going to pro rodeos. And, um, I'd been to a few, you know, and, uh, so it's, it's kind of cool. He and I've gone through all the same growing pains together. So, so that's the same horse you've had for a while then, huh? Yes, sir. Yeah. I bought him right after my, uh, right after I graduated from college, I bought him in the fall of 2017 and then I started rodeoing. 2018 okay so because i know i know that uh it seemed like you were looking for a horse or something at one time but maybe maybe you were looking always. for a backup oh, always <laughs> yeah. because i think when we met i believe that was two i believe that was 2018 wasn't it? or 19 maybe 19 mm-hmm. i've been looking for one you know and they're hard to find they're really hard to afford right um but you always especially in, in, in the pro world, I, I think you always have to have your eyes out for the, that next horse, you know, and, and to have right. a complimentary would be ideal. You know, Gypsy has, he kind of has a style and a situation and a setup that fits him really well. Mm-hmm. And what I was really looking for was a horse that fit other situations and scenarios. Um, and that particular horse is, is very hard to find nowadays, kind of right. a little more old, old school horse and guys just, uh, there's only a handful of really, really good trainers and those horses go for a lot of money and disappear before you ever find out about them. Right. Right. So now, um, do you just have the one horse or do you have a backup horse now too, or you just have one? I have another one. I actually got another horse from Mitch Beckner, the same guy that, that trained Gypsy. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm super, super stoked about that. Cause I'd always wanted another one from him and he's 70, uh, I think 78, 77 years old now. And I got this horse when he was 75 and, uh, 
that horse, his name's Charlie, and he's coming along too. He's actually in the training process, so he's he's still at home right now, but he'll be on the road with me later this year, and um, I'll probably hopefully be able to bring him along into this year, beginning of next year. And and how old is that horse, Charlie? He's seven this year. Seven, okay. So, uh, how many rodeos are you going to a year now? You know, I haven't gotten to go super hard, uh, like enough to try and make the finals. But um, I think last year I might have gone to. Well, last year was weird because of COVID. Right. I think I went to forty something, maybe. Um, I actually never really looked, but I remember between. I think 40 was around the number I went to, maybe 38 or 40. Right. And how, how about how about this year? What's your plan for this year? Going to go as much as I can, that's for sure. Uh, yeah. You know, I got some money won out of the American, and I'm up in the standings, and um, obviously I have a lot of momentum and confidence. So I'm going to keep going what we can get to. The schedule, uh, still really don't have it know that much about it that far out i mean the farthest out i know right now is about a month and that includes uh san angelo i think red bluff california Clovis, california and then diamond oklahoma and so just those four rodeos if you put them on a map pretty pretty tough to get one horse all of those so i'm gonna have to figure out some other rides or something there to try and get to those rodeos because all four of those are big money rodeos too right right so now, um, are, do you do you work outside of of rodeoing, or do you do anything else? Uh, yeah. So I've done. Uh, first thing I did was insurance adjusting, and I went and worked storms like hurricanes and hailstorms and winter storms and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, that was that was a really good deal. It's just tough to to leave like that. You kind of disappear for a few months, and then you get out of shape, and your horse gets out of shape and stuff, and then. Um, I've done modeling for, uh, I think the first thing I did was for Harriet back when I was in college, but that, that kind of turned into something. So I have done more for them and some other um, companies and agencies. And then uh, I've mowed lawns. And <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, lately I, I got started with some digital marketing with uh, Stall High Social Media and Kendra Dixon and that's been really cool I've just been with her for a couple months and um, right now I'm kind of stepped away a little bit just from the events from the American and and trying to get caught up with um, some really cool new opportunities coming up but um, you know I plan now my, my goals have always been outside personal is to grow the industry and um with what happened now i feel like i have a a platform to try and help people and do some things with that so i really want to um coach kids and and coach mindset you know whatever it may be but really just start helping some people and um that's kind of what's cool about the digital marketing is we're predominantly focused on the western industry and um got some companies that were really trying to help grow and so it's 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 cool and exciting to kind of see it from a different perspective to yeah. try and accomplish that. What now what's the name of that company again? Stall high social media. And that stall like in horse stall. Horse stall. 
Okay, gotcha. Yep. Stall, stall high. High, high like a cloud. Yeah, gotcha. I think uh, I think the stall the stall high name Kendrick Kendrick came up with back in was twenty twenty and everybody's all cooped up and that stall high term is kinda like when you get restless from being in a stall too long. So Gotcha. So now when when did you get into to roping calves? I mean, did you did you high school rodeo and stuff and, and uh did you team rope as well or was roping calves always your your uh your deal? Yeah, no, I team roped. Um now I started out back in uh when I was like four or five years old, the WJRA, Wyoming Junior Rodeo Association. I tied goats and ran barrels and did pole bending and uh I was uh the goat tire that was my thing and that was kind of like the peewee version of calf tying and calf roping and um played a lot of sports played a lot of basketball when i was younger and then i transitioned to a lot of football in high school and the roping was something i always did and i always rode but i didn't it's kind of like i was serious about whatever i was doing at the moment so if i was if it was winter it was basketball if it was you know fall it was football and if it was spring it was rodeo and um the calf roping, I started in middle school, and then I got way into it. I got more into it in high school, and then when I got really serious about it was college when I went to Cal Poly. And um, in the in between those summers, I went and stayed with folks that uh, really helped me out and showed me a lot more. And uh, that's Marty and Felicia Miller there in Oklahoma. And um, from there, it just took off. You know, I had to I kind of finish out school and I had a job offering some things and I realized I really wanted to rodeo. So I got really serious about it when I graduated 2017. Yeah, very cool. Now, what what uh, what degree did you graduate with? What did you major in in college? Construction management. Oh, really? OK. And how did you end up picking that? Well, I actually went in uh, Cal Poly. You have to declare your major going in when you when you apply as a senior in high school, mm-hmm. because they they stick you right into your major courses. Like freshman year engineering 101, you're in it. And uh, I I applied to industrial engineering. It was uh, kind of recommended to me as like a business engineering. Right. And I had no I had no idea what I wanted to do. I mean, who, what 18 year old knows what they want to do? And. Uh, um, I got in, and, and it's a great major. Cal Poly's got an outstanding engineering program. Um, but I quickly learned that it was a little too much for me, technically, and, and all that, uh, the amount of math, and just it's such a rigorous five years. But um, I ended up switching to CM when I got on the rodeo team my sophomore year, and my coach, Ben Londo, was an alumni from the program and he's a really good saddle bronc rider and he had done really well with his degree. And I kind of asked him and picked his brain about what he was able to do. And I said, well, he's an example I can follow. So I thought it'd be a good degree. Yeah. Very cool. So now you, you're, you're looking at and, and, and thinking about doing some, uh, coaching and, uh, you know, uh, on uh, mindset training, uh, those type of things are what, what type of, of training program do you do in terms of like uh, working out and stuff? Do you have a specific program you do for cap roping or? Yeah, I've had, you know, so playing a lot of sports, I've been spent a lot of time in the weight room and I love lifting, but I've also gotten injured lifting several times and learned, learned a lot about my body 
and how it works. And sitting in a truck, driving, getting out, getting horse, and the repetitious movements that we do with, with calf roping can wreak havoc on your hips and back. And so I have dumbbells with me. I have power blocks that go from five to 90 pounds. I've got a bench. I've got resistance bands. I've got a TRX. I've got a yoga mat. I've got uh, pretty much everything you can fit into a trailer. Right. And um, what I've started doing actually that has been the most helpful, and I've told some guys about this, is called Pain Academy. And it is, um, it's got two names. It's, it's kind of a postural therapy program. And it's, it's kind of got a, a weird name. It's called the Gosku method, but it basically teaches you how to realign imbalances in your body. So, like I said, when, when you do a lot of repetitious movements, like my back, my QL gets really tight. And I think that's what uh, caused some major injury, injuries before was uh, bulge discs from muscle imbalances. And uh, so I do that. And it is 100% different from the normal take your pre-workout, put your headbuds in and get after it for an hour. It's, right. it's a lot, 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 lot different. It's a lot more like yoga and flow and breathing and stuff, but it's, uh, it has absolutely changed how my body feels in the last three months. Yeah. Now, is there an, is there an app or is that a, is that a, uh, a website or what's. Yeah. It's a, uh, I guess it's a website. I saw it on Facebook or Instagram. I saw it on ads because I follow a lot of PTs on Instagram, uh, physical therapists for trying to get different ideas of different modalities and things to do. But, um, I saw it on there and I actually reached out to the guy that runs it. His name's Vinny. And, uh, he's kind enough to reach, you know, reply to me. He's got a couple hundred thousand followers and I actually talked to him a couple different times and, he explained to me more about the program, and so I dove into it. And it's like a subscription-based deal where you go in, and uh, once you subscribe, you've got access to all the content. And there's a bunch of different phases that you go through in, in, the, in the training and the programs, and um, it's cool. The guy's he's done a really, really good job of putting together everything he has. Now, are you, are you connected with him in terms of uh, uh, any type of a collaboration, or are you just you – just promoting his, his deal because it's worked really well for you. Yeah, they actually don't do any sort of affiliate structure at all. They um, they're one of their questions on there that they answer is they don't uh, – they've got some NFL guys that do it too, I think, and they don't do any affiliate links uh, because they want they want people to share it because of just how well it works, not because they get anything out of it, which I wish I wish I'd get something back right. to help pay for it. But it is, I mean, you know, it's – it's comparable to a gym membership. And like I said, the amount of uh, instruction and explanations, especially for a person like me, that's really analytical. Right. Uh, I know more about my body now than I have in the last four years of doing research with people. Right. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. You, you identify with being super analytical because I, I picked up on that when I first met you, that you, that you had a very analytical, analytical mind. Ask Tyson Derek crap for it all the time, but <laughs> serves me well, I guess. What what's that? What'd you say? I, I, I that cut out. Oh, I, I said ask ask Tyson Derpy about it. He always gives me hell for it because Tyson's very much he's been one of my great mentors and he's very much a go after, get it, make mistakes, figure it out, keep going. I'm more the ask a lot of questions, right. put together a plan, you know, 
go right. about it that way. So he, uh, he always gives me hell for it, but I think I've learned to make it my strength instead of a weakness. You know, my, my comment back to him was, well, Kobe Bryant asked a lot of questions and he did all right, right too. Right. Exactly. No, that, that's very true. And, and it, it's so important to know, you know, our, our personality types and other people's personality types. Cause then you know how, you know, to interact and deal with them. Cause like you said, like, like Tyson, man. And, and I think he's even become increasingly more, uh, well, on the disc scale, he'd be an eye head. So he's very, very, um, very social guy and just, uh, uh, you know, a lot of energy and a lot of, uh, intensity. Yes. Well, and I, we talked, I talked to him the other day, we did a, a deal for his podcast that he's launching and he, uh, we got to joking about that with each other. And he said, you know, as I'm getting older, I'm starting to get a little more analytical because I, <laughs> mistakes and have to learn over and over again so it's uh it's funny i'm getting better at analyzing the side go on you know like getting better at taking more action and stuff like that so it's just funny how people have their different evolution yeah yeah very cool so then you 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 rodeo through um through uh high school or or i mean junior rodeo high school uh college and then into the pros uh all right. This year here, do you think there's a there's a potential? Or are you looking to try to make it to the to the finals this year? You think or? Yeah, I uh, you know I never really set product goals. Which making the finals, I guess, would be a process. But like a world title, for instance, would be a product, I guess. Um, I'm just now that I have proven to myself that the the blueprint can work, and of course, I'm going to have to continue learning and growing. Um, I'm absolutely going to, you know, I didn't drive all the way to Florida just to try and win a couple thousand just to say I did. I mean, all this energy and effort's got to get to that next stage, you know, and so um believe that I can do that with, with the, the training and everything I put together. I think it's very possible to, to make it to the finals. Yeah. How about modeling? You got any more uh modeling gigs coming up? I sure hope so. I'd, <laughs> I'd like to uh, take any and all opportunities, you know, to, to capitalize on on this. And it's, you know, it's something that's it's kind of different from rodeo. It's it's actually a whole nother world, and um, it's it's fun to step outside of what you're so used to and comfortable in, right. and go do something different and and to share. You know, a lot of times when I do do shoots like Barriott or something, it's a Western theme, so it's natural for me, but it's in a different setting. Right. And you get to share get to share that with people. You know, the, a lot of the photographers and production crews and stuff will ask questions, and it's any opportunity to share our lifestyle I enjoy. But, um, shoot, I'd dang sure like to be on a Calvin Klein billboard someday or something like that. <laughs> well, I, I have to connect you up with uh... – my my good friend, I've had him on the podcast twice. I don't know if I don't know if you know him or not, or if, if you heard the episodes. But Chris Douglas, I don't know if you're familiar with him. He's a photographer. Okay. But uh, he uh, and I didn't know this when I first had him on the podcast. But he he modeled for uh, Versace, Armani. I mean, he's he's oh, done man. all kinds. But he's but he's a he's a rodeo cowboy, and he got he got scouted and picked up in in when he was in college. So. Um, He'd be a good contact because uh, he's 
he's connected to that world. So. Heck yeah, definitely. That would be awesome. And that's kind of how, you know, that's kind of how like rodeo is such a small tight knit community and it's all networking and knowing the right people at the right time. And right. that's kind of how that, is. you know, the right people and all of a sudden doors open and versus you send an application in and they don't even pay attention, you know? So. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, hey, so um, when, when are you heading back to uh, back this way? Because your, your home base is in Wickenburg, correct? Or are you guys in Wyoming? Yeah, my folks live in Wickenburg. Uh, my, my base is wherever that trailer's parked and plugged in for the time <laughs> being. But uh, I'm going to head back to Texas here after I rope in Montgomery. I've got some meetings out there, and uh, I'm trying to kind of figure out my schedule, too, moving forward. But I want to try and have a base there in Texas because roping calves, you just have to be out there and um, there's a lot of rodeos coming up in this, this spring that are going to be out there as well. So it's just a good place to be, but that's, uh, yeah, like I said, if I do go home, like for Thanksgiving or Christmas or something, I go back to Wickenburg and see my folks. Yeah. Very cool. So now, uh, do you have, do you have a favorite, uh, uh, hat, hat brand, cowboy hat? Favorite hat brand? Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the felt that I wear is a Greeley hat works, which is made up there in Greeley, Colorado. Mm-hmm. And uh, I actually got that hat because it was on sale in Texas one fall. And I'd never really had a felt before. And it's a really unique color. Um, and I like it. But, you know, there's some guys that make some really nice hats in Texas, too. Uh, Capital Hatters makes some really nice hats in Stephenville. Yeah. And then I've actually got friends in Weatherford there, Dustin, Dustin Lotta and Marty Lotta. They're actually from Marana. Oh. And uh, they, they live in Weatherford now. It's Western Legacy. And um, they have some really nice, really, really nice hats and sport coats that are, like, built specifically for the Western industry. Uh-huh. And they make some really nice hats. So, and what, What's the name of that company? Western Legacy. Western Legacy. Okay. Yes, sir. Well, they, yeah, they, so I don't, I don't really have a, a specific one, I guess. Like the straws I wear in the summer, I wear a, I got a Rodeo King Jute, one of the old school type yeah. hats, and then a good old Resistol. Um, I don't even know what they call that one. It's not the Wallet Fire, but it's just their kind of basic straw hat. Right, right. Very cool. How about boots? You got a favorite boot brand? I got some Anderson Beans on right now that are really nice that I got the other day. I love, I do love Anderson beans. And then, you know, when I rope, I wear those old school Justin lace up leather ropers. Do you really? Yeah, I got, I got real weird feet. I wear a, I wear a 10 and a half B. So I got a real narrow foot and, uh, most boots slip too much when I'm running. Right. So I found those, found those lace ups and they just, they fit more like a tennis shoe or a cleat, you know, what I'm used to playing sports in. And so I, I like having that secure feel and they're real, they're real narrow too. They only got a single welt on them. So. Right. Well, I wear a 10 B. So I, 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 I feel your pain there with having a narrow foot. Yeah. They're hard to find, but, uh, yeah, I got a pair of the other day, I actually got a pair of Rod Patrick yeah. that fit phenomenal those are super nice boots and they were actually the last pair nrs had in their store and um i got them on a deal and i got these anderson beans that are elephant ear i always wanted elephant ear because it's real durable and tough you know and right look sharp too so it kind of 
get the most bang for your buck. Yeah. Hey, so be sure whenever you're shopping at NRS, uh, if you don't have a discount code, use the code Modern Cowboy. Get ten percent off. Oh, sweet. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Heck yeah. How about uh, how about cowboy movies? You got a favorite cowboy movie? You know, uh, I'm gonna have to go. This one's kind of more for Mitch Fechner, but uh, when I stayed up there with him, I got to train my horse. He loves gun smoke. <laughs> loves gun. And we every time we go in the house and sit down, the that movie channel comes on and we end up watching probably gun smoke reruns. Um, <laughs> so I like that and then I I like uh, Tombstone too. Tombstone's a good movie with Kurt Russell and those guys in it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So uh when's the uh when are you up there in Alabama again? Are you are you guys roping is it during the week or is it on the weekend? Yeah, I'm up tomorrow here in the Slack on Wednesday. Okay. And Perfs actually start Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and maybe Sunday. Um, so, and actually, my birthday is on Friday, and I kind of wanted to enter for that Perf on my birthday just because it'd be cool to rope a calf on your birthday. But uh, yeah, it worked out worked out better because I'm gonna I'm gonna be in Texas meeting with some folks on Friday. So very cool. So it's your birthday Friday. Well, happy birthday! Uh, how old are you gonna be? 27. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my time gosh. To grow. What's that? The time to grow up a little bit, I guess. Oh yeah. You got plenty of time, man. Plenty of time. Well, Hey, I, I want to do, um, uh, I got something else I'm going to tell you because we've been, we've been talking about doing this for a while and, uh, when, and then once, uh, you know, I, I saw what happened with you there and, uh, uh, just the chain, whole chain of events. Um, and I just decided right then I said, well, I think, I think I'm going to do this and get Hunter on the podcast and do it. So, uh, we've, we've been planning on doing this, having the, uh, well, basically we call it the modern cowboy, uh, uh, ambassador of the year. And so we're, we here at the modern cowboy brand are going to, we have nominated and appointed you the modern cowboy, uh, uh of the year for the modern cowboy brand. So uh, that comes with a couple little things. Uh, one thing we're going to do, we're going to give you $500. Okay, so if you got Venmo, we're going to Venmo you 500 bucks, And we're going to get you some apparel and stuff uh, to get some pictures taken in. And, uh, and, and you know, basically, you know, you <clears throat> just the whole chain of events that happened, you, you epitomize, uh, you know, what a modern cowboy is, man. You know, and you, you just handle that whole situation with... Uh, you know, just dignity and just humble. And, uh, and it was just a, a great, great example for, for, for everybody, youth, older, everyone. So, um, and, uh, so anyway, so we're honored, we're honored to, uh, to, uh, bestow this, uh, uh, title on you here. And, uh, and we hope you're as excited as we are. Heck yeah, man. Thank you so much. That is, uh, very, very generous and kind of y'all. And, um, kind of fitting really like you said modern cowboy is, is cool and that's what i hope comes from all this is it's not about me you know uh god gave me an opportunity right there yeah and yeah i seized it and and i hope it i hope it continues to grow and that's when i say like capitalize on this opportunity i don't mean financially and and all that it's, our industry is it's such a pure industry 
and more people need to see it and more people need to realize, you know, we're a lot more than there's, I don't know if anybody can see on there, but there's seven trailers parked out there. Right. And we've all driven a thousand miles this week because we love to compete, but we also represent an industry full of farmers and ranchers and small businesses and just so many hardworking, good people. And we all try and treat each other right, you know, and take care of each other and help each other out when somebody's down. That's what our industry does. And that's what we're known for. And I hope more people across the country see that and want to become a part of it because of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and so people understand, you know, rodeo is a sport too, on top of that. Uh, and, and just what, what all that entails. Cause people that, that, that aren't aware of it or, or aren't exposed to it or don't know anything about it can get the wrong ideas about it. And that's the last thing we want when we know it's completely yeah. different. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this one horse right here, nothing, it, this whole deal is not possible without him. And so, um, yeah, I, you know, I, I hope that that part of that story circulates too to people that are maybe skeptical or not. I mean, our uh, livelihood rests on our animals, both the stock and our um, horses. Yeah. And, um, you know, we, we dang sure take as good a care of them or better care of them than we probably take care of ourselves. Yeah. And, you know, every, every rancher and farmer does the same thing for their stock too, man, their livelihood. So it's, uh, yeah. And, you know, like I said, it's everything that's happened in the last year, has been a really, really big challenge for a lot of people. Yeah. And, you know, we've become isolated from each other and family, friends, everyone. And, you know, in that moment, people were connected to something emotionally. And um, like I said, I just hope that continues to grow. And it's not just a, okay, we saw that on Sunday. What are we doing Monday now? You know, it, it needs to continue growing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Hunter, man, hey, I really appreciate you, you know, coming on. Uh, and sharing with us today uh and uh i'm excited to to uh you know give a little something back to you uh, uh you know help you out and and uh and have you represent you know our brand here uh as the uh modern cowboy ambassador of 2021 man so yeah sure. thank you very very much that's kind of y'all you bet and um hey good luck this week and then uh Hopefully I'll see you when you're back here in town too. Yes, sir. Absolutely. All right, man. Well, Hey, take care. And, uh, we will, we will talk very soon. Okay. Thanks, Dan. I come from a long line of legendary men. Sons of the desert and riders on the wind I got a restless spirit burning deep inside of me I ain't got much, but I'm free I've always been one to do it my own way I'm making my living between the saddle and the stage I don't know nobody, nothing Everything I got's my own some say I'm just a man to the bone I'm a cowboy, yes I am 
of strings From the radio to the rodeo I'm gonna do my thing I don't compromise on nothing What you see is what you get I may be broken busted <laughs> But they ain't killed me yet I'm a cow 